This episode of Shooting with Shooters was recorded live at Capital City Collective in DC. To find out how you can book studio time, email info at capitalcitycollective.org or follow and DM Capital City Collective underscore on Instagram. Of course, you can find all of this in the show notes. The Shooting with Shooters team would like to thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing since day one. Listen to more episodes at shootingwithshooters.com and follow us to submit photos on Instagram at shootingwithshooters. Shooting with Shooters is a member of the BR Playground. We'd like to start the show off with the title. So since we're in a live studio audience situation right now, I'd like to, you know, try this again. And on the count of three, we're going to go ahead and go in, all right? So look, one, two, three. Shout out to our shooters as well. You know, like four of us are up here shooting, but we also have shooters shooting us. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to DJ Dorius, a sniper on Instagram. Jay, my man, second shooter. Jay, what's your IG? Jay King 12. Jay King 12. Much love to the um, photography collectives in here. Uh, Walk with locals. Um, shout out to uh, Street Me DC as well. We appreciate the, the love and the collaboration. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, can't, can't, can't forget to shout out the space that we're in right now, Perspective DC. Um, this is an awesome studio space. If you guys were here a few months ago, Dio had a, a show here called Moon Melanin uh, right here on this very wall. So it's an event space, uh, an art gallery, you know, ultimately anything you needed to be creative-wise. So if you, if, if, if you guys need to um, make contact with someone to use a space in D.C., right here at Dio, um, you can reach out to him. You can reach out to Hytham at World Traveling Q. On uh, on on Instagram, I can't I can't get that. Hyphen at World Traveling Q. Y'all got short that email. World World Traveling Q is his IG. Hyphen is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Yo, my name is Dio Kosoko, one third of Shooting with Shooters, um, aka the Art Hype. Really glad to be here and really glad to talk to our guest today. Yeah, yeah. So um, one thing that we all have in common up here besides our melanin is... Uh, <laughs> and we're, we're not related. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. might look alike, but... Yo, before, <laughs> before we even... I'm just, before but everybody I, I, sat down, I my know. man Gary was looking at the seating position and said, okay, beard, bald guy, dark skin guy, beard, beard bald, bald guy, guy, dark skin, dark skin guy. guy. <laughs> so that's, that's <laughs> how he recognized Details. <laughs> Details. Yeah, <laughs> You couldn't have us, like, y'all two sitting next to each other. Nah. Us two sitting next to each other. Yeah. 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 Good looking at me and Taman in the middle. And then me and, yeah. It was multiple options. I was thinking, you know, Dio, Taman in the middle, Gary and I booking. Who knows, you know, but (laughs) I like the pattern we have right now. Um, (laughs) But, uh, again, like, we all all have, you know, done work in D.C. or based in D.C., you know, or, you know, by coast or wherever, wherever the work is, that's the cool thing about photography. We can like go where, where we need to go. Uh, and if you follow Creative Theory, uh, Gary Williams and uh, Taman George, they've been doing a lot of cool shit. Um, you Straight know, up. I really like just keep it a buck. Like cool shit is like the best way for me to describe it right now. Um, and it's very inspiring because again, I said I'm I'm looking at their work and I see I see 
myself in it. You know, again, mm-hmm. the melanin, uh, family, uh, uh, you know, everybody up here is a, is a, a young black creative married uh, with at least one kid at the crib. You know, so, um, you know, the makings for future creatives is there. Um, the responsibility is there. A lot of us, you know, are looking to take that leap into being a full-time photographer. Hey. I believe all four of us are that right now. Hey. I just quit my job two weeks ago as Yo, of this recording. Yo, I'm big congratulations. Much love to Brian. Just quit the nine to five. Congratulations. Took a big leap. He needs more love and support than that. Set. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> my man just quit, quit his job. <laughs> he told him to kick rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to. I had to make moves, but I know that's that's a that's a big scary thing for some people. And uh, uh, Gary and Tamar, you got you, you guys have been doing Creative Thirty for a minute now, and um, mm-hmm. you know, looks like you guys are having fun. You know, but that's what we see. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So I I'll let you guys talk and just let us know like what 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 that has been like, and you know, you can give your own quick backstory and then get into it. Go ahead, Gary. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. It's uh. I don't even know where to start, but yeah, we've been we've been creative theory for five years, going on five almost years, five almost years. five yeah, years, long time, right? But uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get into my story, but but we were both kind of shooters. Uh, started out as photographers, obviously, um, and we met up uh, and just had some conversations, and you know, talked about where we saw ourselves. Now, how'd y'all meet up? The Gram. The gram, the gram, the gram, always the gram. And I think uh, <laughs> always, always the gram, gram. digitally. <laughs> but I think uh, Roland, Roland, right? Yeah. Roland was shooting oh, him yeah. one day for I something. Think, I think he was shooting you, I think. He was shooting me? Yeah. I thought I was shooting you. Is this young Roland that moved? Yeah. Roland. Yeah. Yeah. Roland. Either he was shooting me or one of the two, one of, the two of us. And, Somebody was getting shot. Uh, one of us accompanied, you know, Roland on a shoot, showed up. And that's how we initially met. Okay. So yeah. shout out to Roland. Um, but that's where we initially met and then was kind of curious about each other. Uh, and so, you know, ended up meeting after that, uh, talking about what each other's doing in the city, uh, you know, what we saw for ourselves in the future. And during that time, we, I mean, we had been meeting and meeting, but at the same time building and trying to work on, mm. you know, uh, bigger things outside of photography. Yep. Uh, just understanding that, yes, we love shooting. We love being photographers. But at, uh, when we look at legacy, when you look at having a family and living a sustainable life, um, you know, there were other ways to build uh, a legacy outside of photography and just trying to diversify, right? Mm-hmm. You talk like this, y'all doing a shooting, shooters right, podcast, right. you know, nowadays it's not, I won't say it's not enough to have one hustle, but you kind of, <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta figure things out uh, because photography can and I'm like, you know, ebb and flow. Like mm-hmm. clients yeah. can come, clients can go. Yeah. In the landscape today where everybody has a camera, you know, somebody would rather pay somebody for good pictures than pay somebody for great pictures, mm. you know. Uh, and so mm. it's tough, uh, especially in D.C., the community so small. I always say there's a room enough for everyone to eat. Every, but at the everybody same, eats, B. Right, but at the same time, <laughs> everybody can't eat on the same day, right? And if that makes any sense, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes the table's full for five, you Mm -hmm. know, on one day. Sometimes it's full for 10 on the Mm -hmm. other. Some days it's full for one. So, you know, anyway, uh, our outlook was photography is great. And we've kind of built a following there and and we've kind of been in the game for a minute. But at the same time, we understood that if we were going to be successful at the level we wanted to, 
uh, that photography, oops, my bad, photography wasn't necessarily going to be the end all be all. Yeah, respect, respect. Um, and so, henceforth, creative theory is born. Yeah. Um, and I'll let you take, I'm talking a lot, so. Well, that's, well, that's, well that's let me, well, t- you know, Taman, <laughs> little, little do the, the, do the audience know <laughs> that we have a, an ex CFL oh, football man. player in the house, professional. Dio defensive back I don't know. TMZ, from TMZ. Saskatchewan. <laughs> That's hella crazy. Canada. That's that Narwhal research. Can you please, yeah? Can you please tell us about how you go from being this ripped beast football player on the field? So what now? What now? What is classic it? Classic man. <laughs> <laughs> You're a classic man. <laughs> I had that ready. Classic. Oh, and you know more of that transition. You know now you're in the U.S. Yeah. You, you know you go to grad school. You know you see what you you know what you what your vision is for a company, and then you all blend up. Yeah, I mean that's a good question. That's like I did not expect you to bring that up here. Really, like <laughs> I don't I don't tell anybody that I used details to play nobody. Hey, when we I, I uh, didn't know when we met. It took me a while to figure out that this man played professional football in Canada. Like, I had to stumble upon it. Like, <laughs> like is this you? Is this hey, you? Hey, let me tell you how I found out for real, for real. I, I went to my phone that. to, to uh, put in his number as a contact. All of a sudden, uh, I, my iPhone put up his Wikipedia page, and he's on the sideline with his box. I said, yo, this is a dude named Tamon George. I said, oh, snap, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, so uh, you know that was my my first life in Canada, mm. um, and then when I came to the U.S. and this was like before when I met Gary, mm-hmm. even before I met Gary. So you know, went back to school. Um, I'd already I'd already completed my undergraduate degree in Canada, and I moved to the U.S. and then um, kind of like identified that there's more that I could offer and things like that. And uh, so I did an MBA uh, and then developed those skill sets. But essentially, like how photography entered my life um, was when I first moved here, I, did, I only knew one person. And uh, so essentially, like everything, this whole city was new to me. So I was like out, like walking, exploring basically every single day. Uh, and then that took me to like, you know, taking pictures with my phone, to getting a camera, then to like progressing. Uh, and then from there, too. It was kind of like a creative relief during like, you know, the rigors of like business school, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So then after I finished school, uh, I had like this, you know, creative skill that I developed and uh, had this like creative like feel to what I wanted to do with my life, etc. And then wanted to find a way to balance like both of those things like into one like actual career and and something that has some longevity. So shortly after I graduated, I met Gary. Uh, and then, you know, the two of us, like Gary had mentioned, you know, wanted like similar things um, in terms of like the trajectory of what we were trying to do. Uh, we wanted a business that could run without us being in it. We wanted a business where we could employ people. Uh, we wanted a business where, uh, you know, we could, we could be the first ones into the table. We wanted a business where we can have a consultative role. Uh, and so that's like basically the, the true foundation of our business now. You know, it's funny, even like when we talk, like I don't think I've used my camera in probably the last six months or so. Mm. Um, it's just not, it's, it's not where we add the most value anymore, but the most important thing was, you know, our clients have to know that we have that creative energy, that creative aesthetic, um, that creative capability so that nothing is lost from the boardroom mm-hmm. to the end content, mm-hmm. right? right? Whether we're shooting it or we're hiring the people so, to execute it, you know, we still have huge. to be the ones to explain the significance, the importance, right. the art direction, right. et cetera, um, to be able to execute that. 
Right. Yeah. Awesome. So it's I'm curious because um, as I got older, I realized you know people like you said you you have you have a first life and you can have multiple lives. I'm I'm 33 right now and I'm looking back like I've done a lot of shit. Yeah. You know, it's thing thing th- things that I've forgotten. Like not not stuff that I can like brag about, but just mm-hmm. thinking like this was a phase in my life. Yeah. So you know, shout out to a friend of mine. You you know you know uh, Anthony Blue as well. Oh yeah, Anthony Blue. Um, you got you, you got you guys might know him, but you know he's in a, a third, fourth, fifth. I don't know what life he's in right now, yeah. but he's DJing right now. Wow. But he, I, when I met him, he was a photographer. Yeah, um, and he was transitioning into being a photographer in New York from being somebody who could have gone to the league. Mm. And he played for Nebraska yep. football. Um, another person, uh, Andre Wagner. Yeah, basketball Nebraska player. Basketball player. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know. But and, and you know those people take that work ethic into. Uh, into their second life yeah, or third, fourth, for sure. and you know some people might bring the context. Like you, I, I'm, I'm assuming you might have uh, an, an affinity for um, athletics, so you might have people. Nope. Not at all. Okay, <laughs> there it is. There it is. Nope. So you know, but it's the same guy that convinced me to do a. Uh, what was the What was the run we did? Yeah. Oh, it was just a little 5K. 5K. So it's like, so it's funny even like to talk about sports. So like I moved here and then like started running, lost a bunch of weight and now mm. I'm just like regular, regular, like human being, whatever. <laughs> um, but like, I really don't like that. Like the actual active sports, I really don't care. Like mm. I just did it cause like it paid me a lot of money. Mm. But like the fact that I could get out and then like still have a life, my wits, my health, mm. and then like Perfect. do something else, yeah. like what? like. Yeah. I don't know. So I just like, you know, getting a little sweaty and going home. Like, we, you know what I mean? It's just as much as, you know, the 40 year old guy who likes to cycle. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. I'm not living, living, breathing sports or anything. But yeah. Because yeah. I mean, some, some, some people could consider that, like, what, whatever your previous life was could be a cheat code, whether it's sports, yeah. military. Yeah. You might yeah. 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 like finesse the yeah. bag and right, get right, a bunch right. of equipment. Yeah. You know, shout out to shout out to my military creatives <laughs> who are always the most punctual, detail oriented. <laughs> You'll dial this X Y Z. Boom. Yeah. Oh no, we're off. Boom. Uh, cha- change of action. Yeah, they dapping each other in yeah, the background. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> they got their own club too. You know. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I was I was privileged enough to spend a lot of time with you brothers. I don't know if it was last summer. Um, in the office space, you know, mm-hmm. much love yeah. to my guys here for giving me a space to work out of. Um, and it was it was really dope to see, you know, the purpose and passion that you all put behind um, the projects that you d- decide to take on. Yeah. And, you know, it's there's always more to it, right? There's always, you, we might see it as surface levels, but there's yeah. always some deeper aspects to it. How important um, is obviously, you know, um, working with clients on diversity, um, you know, the way they look um, from a visual perspective and your input, how important as a responsibility do you guys take on in that? And, you know, with every client, is there something that you make sure to um, include in, in that pitch, in that in that project to advance or enhance yeah. anything? Uh, good question. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> you know, when we started Creative Theory, Part of that, the reasoning was we both have worked uh, with agencies and with clients, corporations, brands, big brands, small brands, whatever you want to say. Uh, and a lot of times we were called to the table late, right? Or, you know, we would get a project um, at the very final stage of, hey, we just want you to come with your camera and shoot what we've already uh. kind of conceptualized and laid out, you know? And so, yeah, that's great. It's a bag. But at the same time, we both uh, realized we had more value and we could have inputted some things during that shoot. You know, when you're doing a shoot and you're like, yeah. 
mm, this could have been done a little bit better, yeah. right? Or I see somebody else, yeah. or this story is not authentic, or you know something's not right. So you're thinking like, if had I been at the table, mm-hmm. I could have made some adjustments that maybe made this thing a little bit yeah. better, right? Mm-hmm. And so we and we ran into that all the time, every uh, time, every time yeah. pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, so for us. We didn't necessarily see ourselves. Quick question. I'm sorry. Did that sway you from taking on a gig or not taking it because you didn't have initial input? Or would you say, you know, F it. We can, we can still have impact on, on, at this no, stage. No, for me, and yeah. I don't know if Taman can speak for herself, but for me early on, um, I'm just trying to work, right? Right. Um, and I'm just trying to, you know, perfect my craft, uh, build relationships, uh, yeah. and, and just work. And that's kind of how you figure out these things, the nuances and the way agencies work uh, and the, the way they kind of hire, the way they kind of conceptualize. Pretty much you learn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So on all these shoots, I'm just, I'm observing. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm listening to lingo. You know, I'm, if I can get my hands on budget sheets, like whatever mm-hmm. it is, I'm just taking that all in, right? Putting stuff in my Google Drive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they yeah. send me stuff. I'm saving it, you yeah, know, yeah. just yeah. because I know smart. Uh, eventually I want to be that agency that's hiring folks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we didn't see a lot of us uh, when we got to the table and then a lot of us during the process wherever we ended up. And that's yeah. kind of why we started Creative Theory. Yeah. We wanted to build our own table and bring us to the table mm. and bring our perspective and a, a more inclusive perspective to projects so um clients that come to us now they know that like that's kind of where we've planted our flag yeah uh so when you come to us you are looking for that representation uh at the table you're looking for a diverse perspective Mm -hmm. um and so we don't get a lot of you know we don't get a lot of pushback pushback um when you come to us you know what you're getting you know what we offer you know what we're about uh, and so, yeah, the clients, they usually come to us seeking what we can offer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, there's, there's no pushback in the necessity of, of what we do yeah. uh, as a company. I think sometimes there is pushback in the extent that we can, um, you know, shift a company's uh, oh, okay. messaging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the thing is that when you think about, and so this is like pretty specific to the agency world. Um, when you're trying to move the needle for your clients, um, so there's a lot of stake for them, right? right. As, a, as a brand, right? As a logo and a company behind it, right? But then also when you take another step down from that, like individual people make up a company, right? And when you think about typical corporate structure, it's like people trying to either keep their job or get a promotion. Like there's no, there's <laughs> two right. things That's that it. you yeah. can do, keep yeah. your job or get a promotion. Um, and so then when you're in that environment, which is like 99% of like corporate business, um, you're relatively risk averse, yeah. right? So like, you know, you need to bring us in, right? So then like, you've already like patted yourself on the back, like we're working with this agency who specialize in this thing. Uh, but then like, how far can we push the messaging? That's like a whole different decision making process than it is to bring us in, mm. right? So like that, that could be something like, you know, what happened in the news this week like our company stock lost like three points on the Dow da-da. well senior leadership says we got to like hold on da-da. so that like complete completely changes like oh, the messaging that yeah. you can put out because you can't afford to take the risk at that particular time right so there's like pushback in the extent of like how far you can like what a brand can say but then also like 
keeping in line with what a brand is and who it truly truly is so you can't like do too much sometimes um, but those are all things that we kind of help our clients navigate yeah. so that at least we can nice. you know help them get somewhere instead of kind of staying stagnant nice yeah. nice yeah now you um it's funny early gary you mentioned come on breaking it down man got my head spinning gary you mentioned you mentioned like or briefly touched on like the different types of bags you can get, yeah. you know, working with another company. So, you know, also, Dal, you mentioned like every, everybody can eat, right? Yeah. So you have big My corporations that we can work for. We can, we, we, can, we can shoot for, let's just say Nike, right? There's several different types of like levels that you can shoot for Nike. Like I've shot events for Nike on like a lower scale. And yeah. that's a situation where they said, this is what we have, take it or leave it, yep. right? And that was something that was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do a couple of like shoots with kids playing basketball. And then it's also sports, like more than basketball. So it's so yeah. much you, that you can do. Or you could be the person who shoots the equality campaign and have a yeah. billboard in Herald Square in New York. Yeah. But like, what I would what I, like to know is um, how do you go from being the one that's <laughs> taking those small bags yeah. because you're just trying to work yeah. to the ones do you know what I want to you know do something more I want to be the one that negotiates for the for the big the bigger bag yeah um I, th I think it's it's a journey right I think uh you know obviously we live in a microwave society Put in work. and everybody would love to pick up a camera one day and be on a billboard the next day but uh it just doesn't work that way for most um and so for me again when I started out um, you know, I was just, I was shooting weddings, engagement shoots, you know, and you know, dumb bags are like, wedding bags are nice, yeah. but they are stressful as well. Stressful and redundant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I Shout got, out to love. Shout I, out to love. I got out of that as fast as I could, but you know, you have to go through those moments where you're just taking any bag, um, until you can get to where you can select. Uh, your bags right and all of that work you do those you think about those little jobs you did maybe didn't pay nothing or maybe paid a little bit but those build character right and they also are teaching moments for you right you learn on those jobs it might not be the most uh the crazy bag uh but it could be an experience where um you get some work out of that you can put in your portfolio right mm -hmm. and ultimately your portfolio is kind of what what sells you your work previous work sells you on new work right and so for me it's uh i i never thought and this is crazy but i was never thinking i never had foresight when i like first started i was just like whatever's coming in i'm taking it i don't know where i'm going uh, i don't know where it's going to lead me but i'm just going to follow right whatever's coming in i'm going to take it do my best i won't say whatever's coming in but you know if it was something i liked something i felt that could be in my portfolio that could give me work in the future, um, I would take it. Uh, and so I just kept doing that, kept doing that. And then I tell people this all the time, like you can be the best photographer in the world and just be a shitty person, mm -hmm. or you can be a good photographer and be an amazing person, be responsible, you know, be timely, uh, be respectable, and you'll get all the jobs over the great person, over the great photographer who has a shitty attitude. Um, I tell this story all the time. I was shooting for uh, Nike, the academy. This was probably four years ago now. It was me. They brought in me, uh, 13th Witness, uh, and this other guy so from France. At the time, I had like, maybe I had like 20,000 followers. 
13 Witness had, I don't know, he probably had like 500,000. He was big. It was in the era where like everything was blue and <laughs> everything. You know that that Instagram era. Everybody was trying to copy his his yeah. filters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything was symmetric. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So it was that cool. era. So um, they brought him in and they brought this other guy in from Paris or somewhere who had a tons of followers. Anyway, so we're working. And um, this is like three days. All the biggest Nike basketball players are there from LeBron to Kevin Durant, uh, James Harden at the time. I mean, anybody you can think of is there teaching high school kids, uh, just doing workshops all day. Um, so I'm there to do social photography for Nike. So is 13 Witness, so is this other guy. We're shooting, we're shooting, we're shooting. Uh, day two, they're like, uh, some guy comes up to me from Nike. He's like, yo, you seen 13 Witness? And I'm like, yeah, he, you know, he bounced with his boy. I don't know where they went, but I saw him, you know, leave. And like, and they was like, like he left. I'm like, yeah, he. I saw him get in the car. They're like, they're out. Like, they're like, okay, um, we need somebody to go with LeBron to shoot him on the beach. I was there, right? Yeah, message, yeah. message. I'm like, he's like, can you go? I was like, can I go? Of course. Like, so I end up going to the beach with LeBron. The picture is epic. Yeah, the picture went viral. It was on Sports Center. It was crazy. Now. I mean, I got paid what I got paid. It uh, wasn't a crazy bag, but that job led me to so much more. That photo going viral, and then me just being there, the Nike guy was like, look, let me see what you got. Let me see what else you got. Because before then, he was just looking at, like, 13 Witnesses shots, and they were using, like, those guys' shots for, like, the social stuff. Mm -hmm. right. After that, Clout. all my stuff. He was like, listen, give me everything you got. Um, and they started posting my stuff, posting my stuff. Anyway, so it's, it's something to be said for people who are just show up, do their job, do what they say they're going to do, are responsible, you know, uh, work hard, uh, and, and are just, you know, do what they say they're going to do. Like, be there, yeah, you know. Right. Um, and so for me, to go back to your point, uh, you have to say so you have to take those little jobs, but that's part of it, right? And everybody can probably tell you in here, you, you do that work, so you can eventually get those jobs, you know, that you want to get. Um, so, um, you know, so Brian and I always talk about this. Um, we talk about collaboration. We talk about different groups. We talk yeah. about different brothers doing different things. We talk about different um, individuals with different collectives. Mm -hmm. we, you know, yeah, we talk, yeah, there's yeah. so many people out there doing it. In that space, in this time, how do you all, um, how do you all approach projects? How do you all approach who you associate with group-wise? How do you, how do you, uh, you know, like uh, we talk about street etiquette. Yeah, and, shout um, out to Josh and Trav. We saw uh, street etiquette in New York. Um, yep. You got street, got street etiquette. You got, you got, you got, uh, shoot. I actually met Josh and Trav on a trip to Africa, and the, the entire collective at that time was more than photographers. It was uh, called the, the Romantic Movement because it was mm -hmm. Mellow, Mellow yeah. X, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Mara Ma Ruby. That's where uh, I first Trey met Harris. Josh. He brought that here uh, down. Um, under the key bridge, uh, what's that waterway under waterway. Georgetown? Yeah, Georgetown. Yeah. They brought the romantic movement okay. here, and that's where I met him, like in person first. I had known him digitally, but that's mm -hmm. where I met him in person first. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, it's like that's, that's it's the same question we always talk about, like you know, whether it's shooting with shooters, creative theory, street etiquette, street level culture, you know, whoever your crew is or your close friend network is, like you know, again, everybody can eat, but like the synergy between two two Collectives. It's not like we're competing against the other black guys. Right, <laughs> you know, right, we're, right, you know, right. We can all we can all shoot different content. Yeah. How do you how do you look at it tomorrow? Um, 
okay, so you mean like, like, so let's say let's this say like this partnership, or you mean like this partnership with other? So let's say okay, so you have creative theory. Yeah. Then there's another group who, are, let's say they're content creators as well. Yeah. Do you look at them like okay, we need to do this before them, or you know, uh, maybe we should bring them in on this, or these guys are over here. Like how do how do you, how do you all look at it? I'm just curious. Um, I think so. Okay, so uh, like in our, um, you know, from an agency perspective now, like the only thing we're we have to do is service, you know, our clients at a very high level. So when we're making decisions, it's based off who's the best. Like that's pretty much mm. who it is. Um, who's the best in our community. Um, and then everything after that is kind of like secondary. Mm. Um, you know, even when we hire like graphic designers or other shooters, whatever the case is, um, anytime we like recommend somebody or whatever the case is, like we're essentially putting our brand on the line too. So mm. like, if you think about, you know, we got like, we pay health insurance, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like you know, if we go under, a lot of people don't eat, right? So, mm. you know, the thing is that basically we have to associate and like partner with people who are like really good at what they do, uh, who understand like the longevity, who understand, uh, you know, to uh, like building something. Yeah. Um, and it just so happens we, you know, gravitate towards those people and those people gravitate towards us. So we, you know, typically yeah. end up in the same rooms with the right people. Yeah. And, we, yeah. and we, like we, love the collectives like that you you need that I always say there's more power in we than it is i yeah. you know uh and so we you know source from those even like last year we had a project come up for new york fashion week uh for uh forget his name brandon, brandon maxwell, maxwell right yep. the designer yep. and i'm like me and tamon looking at each other we need a shooter i'm like i'm not the guy like i don't like shooting events uh, and Tamas like, I don't like shooting events. I'm like, who could we? Dio, of course. <laughs> like, he's the guy, right? Um, and so that was it an was, awesome trip. Yeah, it was naturally like hit Dio up. Like, we got this gig, you know. And he was like, sure. And he killed it, right? Um, but portfolio you, game went up too with the people that, <laughs> people that were in that room. In that room yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it was it was huge. But we took like uh, we took a cinematographer, Travel, shout out to Dio. Both of us, um, and we were doing real-time content, which was crazy, uh, video and photo for Brandon Maxwell New York Fashion Week. And I mean, they had Tiffany Haddish, Haddish there, yeah. uh, Austin Mahoney, uh, Gigi Haddad, like yeah. you know. And so, Dio's in there, like you know, you know Dio. He's in Gigi Haddad's face, and, you know, <laughs> Austin Mahoney's face. He's trying guys to pose like, her up. Right. I'm yelling. He's Yo, yelling. Gigi, move like this. Boy, you she know. Hits the pole. <laughs> Tiffany, he got Tiffany Haddish looking at her. I'm like, you know, this is this is why we got him. So we appreciate, yeah. and we again, why we started Creative Theories is so we can hire other creatives that look like us yeah. uh, in our community. Um, and so it's like we always say, the greatest reward of of starting Creative Theory is being able to give our friends checks. Sheesh, a lot of gems being dropped, yo. <laughs> no, that's real. A lot of gems being dropped. That is real, um, because a lot of times we don't, uh, it doesn't work the other way around, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and so, yeah, for us, that's the biggest reward, like, yeah. to be able to give our friends checks um, who deserve it, you know, and uh, it, that's, the, that's the biggest thing for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's so it's so much so much going th going going through my head because um, 
again, iron sharpens iron. I was thinking about something earlier. You know, you, you said as far as like you know being being in the right place at the right time, yeah. but people don't, don't necessarily uh, add the third part of a you know right place, right time, right attitude. Right attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah you, for need, sure. you need at least those three yeah, to keep yeah. it going. Whether it's the energy, you know, to match Tiffany Haddish, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. or you know, or or the the, the the aesthetic or the willingness to be. You know, on the beach with LeBron. Yeah, yeah. We we the right attitude is key too. Because even at our agency, we try we try not to say we can't do something. Right? Mm. It's like, uh, and Taman is good for that. He's like, let's let's not say we can. Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. You know, yeah. how can we do it? How can we repurpose it? How can we? You know, whatever we need to do, shift it mm-hmm. to make it work. But let's not say we can't do it. Um, and that's something we really learned this year. We had a large client, large project we were working on. And it was just, it was demanding. Um, in agency life, if any of you have worked in agency, it's it's demanding, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, you got to always be on and things are always changing, shifting. Yeah. Um, and, right you know, now. there was there was a time where we were like, yo, this is, we can't do this, right? Um, and then Taman's like, no, we're going to do this. And, <laughs> you know, you got to have that attitude. Yeah, like, yo, we're going, especially in agency life, yeah. you got to make it work. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you got to make it work regardless of whatever situation you're in. You got to make it work. And that's what people are paying you to do. But that attitude is so key. Like um, even, you know, small jobs to big jobs, you got to have that same go get attitude, humble, uh, hardworking. uh, It'll get you. It'll get you far. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that's really dope as far as um, the age we're at, the level that we're all at. As far as other people watching you, right? And whether you know it or not, you know, there's always somebody watching. There's a there's a young shooter. There's a shooter who's thinking about quitting his job like Brian just did. There's a guy who's out there like, dang, I just heard this today. Now I know I can I can go do this or make this happen. With that falls a lot of responsibility yeah. as well. Um, the biggest responsibility <coughs> in, I think, our lives right now is being fathers, right? Um, when I was young, I never saw this for myself. This isn't, you know, even photography. You know, I, I was working in higher education um, as first, an assistant director of admissions. Yeah, first, first, first life. First life. I never, I, but I always first had the creative life. aspect. But now that I have two sons and I'm able to sustain my life and have a business, you know, I, I honestly want that as an option for people and for my children as well to, to have that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. How much is that um, being a father, being a husband, understanding that I am a creative making this happen? Um, and you can answer too, Brian. How much does that um, flow into your life as far as, you know, the way you approach things, the way you uh, um, manage yourself, you know, what, what, you, what you bring to uh, different places and yeah. people as being fathers? Uh, so for me, you know, similar. So. Um, you know, my parents immigrated to Canada, uh, and you know they shout both, out to your island, bro. <laughs> yeah, so everybody from Dominica, what's up? What's good? That's where I'm from. <laughs> okay, um, it's all good. It's all good. It's a real small <laughs> island. It's okay. Um, so, you know, both my parents ended up working for the Canadian government. So that's like that's the shit, right? You know, as an immigrant, and you end up working for the government. That's the real deal. So, you know, my I have an older brother. My brother and I. You know, we were essentially instructed to just kind of like continue with that and, you know, essentially like you can have a pretty good life, uh, as my parents certainly did in raising my brother and I. Uh, I was fortunate in that my brother, my older brother was an entrepreneur, um, was, is, sorry. Um, He started, you know, a few different companies in his 20s and and was very successful. So um, for me, it was always, um, 
you know, something, it, it wasn't like my be all and end all, you know, I was never like completely against nine to five or anything like that. Um, but for me, after I think I figured out my value, which was like after grad school and after we, you know, started to identify how important the, um, you know, the ideas and thoughts that we had were, then it kind of like, it rocketed off after that, right, into entrepreneurship and into, you know, not necessarily waiting for opportunities to present themselves, but to go and get them. Um, the thing about how that relates to being a dad now, what I hope for, uh, for my son uh, is that he finds his value. If he ends up working in corporate, that's totally fine, as long as he understands his value, right? Respect. I think, um, you know, especially me, so somebody who kind of studied like, you know, like business framework and, and, and corporate structure, stuff like that. Um, there's like, typically in that setting, this is like way too much business strategy right now, but um, <laughs> like typically, typically in corporate environments, like your, your structure is based on fear, not trust. Um, and most, most successful businesses, smaller businesses are, are based off trust. That's one thing that we, Gary and I talk about all the time as kind of leaders of our company. Um, in those environments where you're typically like ruled by fear, which is like having somebody who has the authority to either like fire you or excommunicate you, you like very seldom can reach your to your reach your true potential and like find your value, mm -hmm. right? But if you're in that environment and you can do that and like demonstrate your value and you feel valued every day, then like flourish, right? Right. Um, so I think like the real lesson here for me that I want to teach my son and, and my children. Um, it's just that you have to like identify your value and wherever that takes you like never never can never stop continuing to grow Never stop to like pursue the actuation of that value. Um, so that's kind of how I see it Respect. I mean kind of similar uh, for me. I gotta have a daughter Hey, shout out, uh, to, shout out to daughters. Daddy game. I got a, I got <laughs> a boy on the way hey. uh, So thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that boy on the way in November uh, so we're done. That's if anybody's wondering, that, that's why he got the bandana on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stepping let, up, stepping up. But no, you know when I think about uh, just my kids now with the S, um, I just think legacy, right? And uh, for me, I wake up and I think, what am I going to leave behind for my kids? You know, what example am I setting for my kids? And uh, like Taman said, I think number one is like to know your value for sure. Uh, and that's essentially kind of the work we do is understanding our value and making sure uh, it's represented across the board. Um, but number one would be knowing your value. Um, but again, like you said, if, if they grew up to not be creatives right. or to work in a corporate structure, whatever they decide to do, as long as they know their value, uh, that's key. But also like my dad uh, is kind of where I picked up photography from. So he always had a camera around the house. He was always the one taking photos. Uh, and naturally, I was curious um, and started picking up his, his camera as well, his little Minolta film camera. And then I started taking pictures on our vacation and things like that. But what I learned from my parents, my dad and my mother is hard work. Uh, my mom often had, my mom and dad uh, never got married. They split when I think I was like two. Um, but still was cordial and everything, no, no hard feelings like that. So they, they kind of share custody. Um, but my mom had a little rougher than my dad did. Like my, my dad was in the suburbs of uh, Virginia. Um, still, you know, not the greatest life, but better off than my mom. Uh, but my mom was, you know, we weren't in the hood, but we were definitely like 
on the line. <laughs> uh, we were on the line. Yeah, we were on the line. So a um, couple streets over, right? That's where we grew. On the line, you like, okay. Yeah, so she, she uh, always had like two, three jobs um, and never complained. Like I never saw my mom complain about working. Uh, she'd do anything for me. I always had the freshest gear for if I wanted you know whatever system was out at the time super nintendo Damn. she made sure christmas time i had it uh and so what i learned and then my dad uh who literally just retired from the county fairfax county mm. he had that job for uh ooh, 30 plus years right uh not the same job but you know in the county you yeah, kind of move throughout yeah. Yeah. um but you know i see both of them work super hard right um to provide for me Essentially, I have two half sisters from my dad, but so for me, it's I want to do the same for my kids, right? No matter what I'm doing, uh, you know, I used to work a corporate job for seven years before I went into photography. Uh, I didn't have kids at the time, but the work ethic that my dad and my mother kind of uh, laid out for me and, and were examples of, I tried to carry that over in that. Now, I hated the job, yes, and there were days where I was literally like sleeping doing my work. Uh, but at the same time, that was part of not knowing my value at the time, right? Mm -hmm. That I would put up with that for seven years because I really didn't recognize my value at that time. It wasn't until later on, probably my sixth, seventh year that I started and that I was doing side work and moonlighting and building clients and like getting real actual work doing photography that I was like, you know what? I don't need to be here. Um, but even, even understanding my value, I was still scared to quit. So kudos to you for actually quitting. Hey. They had to lay me off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they had to lay me off because I, I just I just didn't I was scared to make the jump. Yeah. Um, and all the signs pointing to yo you can do this yeah. you're gonna be all right you know everything was God telling me real. like jump yeah. and I was like you know what I got this I got this image in my head of you like on, on a ledge and yeah. you're just like pulling your fingers off literally and you're yeah. like, no! you know all your all your boys all your people telling you like yo you could do this right. yo quit like you got it you got see my bill <laughs> not only that right you know I got health I need health insurance like it's a lot of things that will uh, try to you know prohibit you from making that leap mm -hmm. um, but like Will Smith said like the greatest things are on the other side of fear mm -hmm. uh, and so once I got laid off. And, you know, land, I landed my first big job probably a month after I got laid off with Dick Sporting Goods. And that job literally paid me the salary I was making at my old job for two weeks of work. Come on, man. And so, you know, I'm a believer. Year, so I was year, like, God, I hear you. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm in this for good. Like, That's this, is, this that, is it. That was the sign. And so every year hasn't been like that. Um, but every year has gotten sweeter for me, yeah. uh, whether that's with experience, um, monetary whatever it is uh it, it's been sweet the journey has been sweet so um for my kids let's take it back to my kids it's just about legacy yeah uh and it's about being an example making sure they know their value uh in this crazy world we live in um and then you know leaving something behind that's right uh and not just leaving images behind right mm. but uh trying to leave them that's real uh leave some money yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. trying to leave them some money behind don't just leave them well. these dope pictures don't just leave them these yeah. pictures yeah. You <laughs> know thanks, 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 <laughs> thanks for this instagram feed like, nah, nah, nah. you know you gotta have some investments you know here you go son my account right some yeah. funds you know because right, that's right. that's what the it'll say the other side but that's what others are good at you know they they are good at leaving 
you know, monetary things behind yep. so their kids don't have to necessarily Thanks. worry about buying a house or, mm. you know, worry about these larger expenses. Mm. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, you know, it's a work in progress Respect. every day, but uh, that's what I strive, strive yeah. to do. Definitely shout out to supportive partners, wives, husbands. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Wouldn't Tasha, be possible I love without you. I love you, Tasha. Yeah. I love so, you. Oh, Devon, I love you. I just want to let this guy. Now nah, everybody got shout out. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you, Stan. This guy. This guy. <laughs> wife roll call. Right, no, right? Wife roll call. Oh, no problem. <laughs> no, so you got me thinking about, like, you know, we all talked about like, legacy here. My father, um, all my life, I've known him as an entrepreneur. Um, that's actually the first what I learned, like, remember learning as, like, you know, a little kid putting the words together on the refrigerator. But, like, he worked for IBM when everybody worked for IBM. Um, and they had layoffs. He was able to get a severance package that was, you know, something nice enough for him to start his own business. He had a trade that, 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 he, that he passed down to my brother. You know, I reluctantly have it, you know, but it comes in handy. You know, shout out to, come on, I, I saw you putting together some, uh, yeah, some, uh, some y'all know Bob the Builder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody who's nice this with the drawing, so make Tamon the Builder. Yeah, you leave this man on an this island with a piece of wood put, yeah. and a ham. It's a wrap. I was on the ground one day and I saw, saw you putting together something. I was like, okay. <laughs> He's y'all legit. all my business. It's on a gram. It's on a gram. Yeah. I was like, yeah. No, no, but like, you know, it was something that I, I, I was able to connect with. But again, you see, like, so my dad is an artist as well. So I see it, but he was also like, look, I got to leave something for my kids, you know, monetarily. Obviously, he didn't have, like, social currency with Instagram. But, you know, I, I saw that. But I was able to see support from my mom and my dad. I was, you know, and, like, my wife, she she's seen... Like the frustrated days that I, when I come home and I'm like, man, fuck this job. You know, yeah. they don't appreciate me or I'm not getting paid what I, what I need to get paid. You know, and, you know, I don't want to come home and dump on her all my stress. You know, so she's like she understands the creative or dating or marrying a, a, a creative and knowing, you know, you could be up one day down another, you know, but she's like, hey, just get out there. I'd rather see you happy than miserable and, you know, doing mm -hmm. doing doing uh, whatever. So for me taking that leap you know I, I wasn't i wasn't on the edge you know or like what's the scene in juice for tupac's you know like yo don't drop me <laughs> I, you know, I saw the ledge and i was like yo fuck this i'm out <laughs> and i jumped you yeah. know but um i was able to do that because you know the financial situation at home was okay it's not sweet but it's better than what it was a few months ago so you know in my mind i'm like i'd i'd rather just better myself yeah and i know you know working at a small company that all of us here are content creators. I don't want to be somebody's like machine or Xerox machine and say, "Hey, we need this. This is this is this is my idea from the top." You know? Um, hmm? No. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I don't want to be that person that's just like your your like pencil. Right. You know? Because a lot of times in in that situation, a lot of the shit to me was whack. Yeah. Um, and that's you know no diss I guess to them. That's what they wanted to make, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that it's was a big diss to them. <laughs> Low key, it's a big day. It might, it but. might, it might be fucking. But, but in general, I knew, I knew my worth, and 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 I know that I'm not there to just make your shit. I'm yeah, there yeah. because own it. Yeah, you know, I'm or or better yet, in the previous job, I would say, hey, I was in a, I was in the, I was in the wrong sandbox playing with the right toys, you know. So I'm in here, you know building or doing what I need to do, but I'm not playing with the right group of people. Yeah. So I needed, mm -hmm. you know, I needed to make moves. Yeah. Um, you know, hence shooting with shooters. So for me, you know, 
you know, I, I definitely value that, leaving a legacy, making sure my daughter sees, yeah. you know, a, a, an entrepreneur at home, and she, see, you know, she sees a certain level of stability, but she needs to know of the ebb and flow as well. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I always talk about time, and time being our most valuable asset. Um, I think, you know, talking with you brothers one day, I was trying to come by the office, and y'all were like, we're not in there on Friday. It was Friday or Monday. Is it Monday or Friday? Both. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah so, 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 so I remember you saying that, and I was like, damn, that's really good. And I actually adopted that. So I don't, I don't come to the studio um, Mondays and Fridays. That's time I might work from home, spend time with my sons, because I literally have the power and the ability to do that. It's been one of the most freeing things that I've ever had. I, I don't remember moments as a child when my parents were just hanging around with me like during the week and be like, yo, school, come back home, wait for them to get home, you know what I mean? So being able to curate a new uh, timing schedule, a new identity and how we operate as a family was something that's really dope to me as well. One of the challenges for me in the beginning was, you know, my my daughter just turned two. So, you know, I miss moments, well, I feel like I miss moments. Like today, she, she just had her first, like, you know, baby track meet. You know, so I'm like, damn, I, baby track, baby yeah, track me, yeah, yeah. So, so, so if you all have run, <laughs> if you all have run like five k's or marathons, half marathons, what, what that looks shout like? Out. <laughs> she so got that, the numbers on the other She had a bib. She had a bib. Like, 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 she definitely had a bib. It wasn't a bib, you know, to catch your food though. She got a numbers on it. No, She so today, I think, I think today is actually like Harlem Day. So it's like they did a five k race, but before those races, they. Do little the things, baby. you know, for I like, know, like kids. your baby did a 5k. Nah, nah, she didn't do a 5k, you know, she did a pre k. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Brian's <laughs> like, I should have kept this to myself. You know, Brian and I met through track, you yeah. know what I mean? So oh. we run track, and yeah. Brian, Brian's basically trying to uh, raise the next one, right? Oh, there. I am, okay. I am. So it's either, look, it's either it's either track or photography, I don't know, but but again, it could be both, it, it could be, you know, but I'm there, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm missing the first track meet. It's kind of like. Baby kindergarten, I mean, uh, track me kindergarten or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, the point is, that's a moment that I feel like I'm missing. She might not miss that moment because she's two. She might not yeah. remember it unless yeah. it's mm-hmm. from, from, from photos. Right. But during this time, you know, it's the best time for me to jump out there if I want to be in my kid's life because I grind right now so she can play with me later. Yeah. Obviously, I'm still going to come home. But you think about your eight hours of day yet you're at work or in somebody else's office fearful of getting fired. Yeah. Um, and you know, you come home, you might get eight hours of sleep, maybe not if you have kids. Um, and you got that wind down time, so you're thinking if you think too hard, you're like, damn, when am I gonna have time to play with my kids? But again, they're young, so yeah, you yeah. have that opportunity. I um, think, I think creatives can sometimes get caught up in the mindset of hustle, 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 grind, yep. grind, grind, yep. and forget what a blessing it is to be able to create your own schedule, call your own shots do what you love to do like yes yeah. there are hard days like there are days where you know are tough or checks ain't coming in <laughs> you know That's and tough, i'm not you show. know <laughs> i i've been there i understand that but when you sit back and you think i'm doing what i love to do nobody's telling me what to do uh if i'm if i get fired it's on me mm-hmm. right if i don't work it's sort of on me obviously people have to hire you but at the same time, it's it's people that work desk jobs every day that wish they could be home or create a life or live a life where they had a little bit more freedom 
um, and call their own shots, right? You, we all know. I mean, I was there. I was in the nine to five, wishing that I could be out shooting, mm-hmm. wishing that I could be traveling and doing some of the things I've, I've seen my creative friends doing, right? And not necessarily that they were rich or living these crazy rich lives, but that freedom uh, to me is golden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you got to hustle. Yes, you got to grind. But at the same time, there's people who would take less money to have that freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. I'm going to switch gears real quick. Uh, kind of just some stuff I think that people would like to hear. Um, regarding creative theory, two-part question. Your favorite project you guys have taken on and then your most important project you guys have taken on. Can everybody sign an NDA? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, what was, what was the two again? Uh, favorite and most important? Favorite and most yeah, important. Yeah, most important. Um, okay, yeah, that's a good question. Um, Thank you. So, favorite, so should I just give my two or? Oh, they're, they're not in line. Well, I mean, well I we don't know. know. I don't know. Nobody, we, asked. nobody ever asked <laughs> it. We don't talk hey. about it. You got to send them at the same time. <laughs> two, three. One, two, three. Um, okay, so the favorite, okay, so they're, they're the same. For sure, 100% the yeah. same. Um, and uh, there's two. So the first one, uh, the most pivotal project that we worked on for our business was uh, Thrive Magazine, which we put out yeah. in 2016. Yeah. Um, nobody paid us to do that. Um, it was essentially like a test of like our abilities. So we created, directed, created, directed, shot, uh, copy wrote. Uh, hired a copy editor, we did graphic design, um, print, and put an activation behind it. So basically, like the full gambit of the campaign, we essentially executed back in like 2016 on our own dime. Uh, and then that got us, uh, that landed us our biggest client, which is Google, which we've been working with now for like 20, since 20, was that 2016. So mm-hmm. like they've been with us since 2016. Um, like and we do basically everything well anyhow whatever we do a lot of work for them um the reason why it was so important um number one we had to prove to ourselves what we could do uh it was a passion project um essentially like the work that we do now is like exactly that uh that was just a print medium so like when you think about like the the messaging behind things and things like that um you know you got silent, right? <laughs> He's blowing up. A, it's dial. That's dial. You can do it silent on the side. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. That's dial's fault. He should have put it on silent. <laughs> I mean, Di- that's dial's fault. I've been fault. quiet while it's I know. You let my man like. <laughs> That's Dio's fault. That's not you, brother. That's his fault. That's his fault. Vibrate. Yo, we leaving this in. We leaving this podcast. I got you. That's his fault. It's cool. Vibrate. You know what I'm saying? Um. But essentially, like that, that took us, that opened a lot of doors for us, uh, and it was like the first time that we kind of put it all on the line. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm a big, big, big believer in like the projects that you do your, for yourself um, are the most important ones that you can do. Uh, the real reason is like you can't put your DNA on something unless it's like yours from start to finish, uh, and we did that, and it was like hell to open. That's when we really started to like believe in ourselves as a company, when doors started opening, when money started flowing and stuff like that. So that'd be my answer. Nah, don't do that, Gary. What's yours? That would essentially yeah, be sure. my answer. Yeah. It was very, very pivotal. No, very, very pivotal. Yeah. Uh, it was 
we did everything. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Um, yeah. It was yeah. game. It was. It was a. It was a game. Yeah, change. but I agree with him. Like the most important work you'll ever do is the work you do for yourself. Respect. And I, you could probably attest to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Moon Melanin. Moon Melanin. Facts. Like facts. I don't know how much has come in since after Moon Melanin. Hey, man. But <laughs> right, hey, that is a full moon, man. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that, is, that is so true, and that's yeah. what we continue to find out uh, in, in our business practices is the work, the, the things that we do for ourselves, it's just it's crazy what comes after that like, and what that breeds as far as business um, and so forth. But, yeah, so Thrive uh, – it, we're working on a project now. I, I can't really disclose it. Hey, um, hey. But the impact that yeah. this will have will be significant as well. Respect. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so. We, we've gotten really good at understanding. So this is this is how like our days work. So we have our, you know, we have our basket, our basket of clients that we have to service and, and do all the work for. And, and our whole team works on various projects. Uh, and then either of us will come to the office on a day and be like, you know what? This is what we need to do. And then literally, it's like that moment where you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's crazy, but let's yeah. do it. That's yeah. crazy, but let's Those do it. Those are the craziest moments. And then, and then at some point, you got to decide if that's just another crazy idea. Right. Or if it's like some shit you're really going to do. Really do. And then the times when you're like, yo, this is what we really need to do. That's like the craziest, craziest moments ever. That's how Thrive Magazine came about. That's how these next two crazy ideas that are going to come before the end of the year came about. Um, and often those are when you like really get to show who you are like as a company to the rest of your city uh, as a company to the rest of your clients and as a company to, to potential clients so like it's just those those things that like nobody's gonna pay you to do yeah. and you want to do oh boy you just got to find a way to do that find Facts. a way to do it find a way find a way to do it um, yeah. that's key because I think a lot of times we wait around for the right moment or no right the moment. right people to come along yep. or try to get the right funding like yeah. oh i need this or i need that to do this no figure it yeah. out like yeah whether it's through relationships or you know whatever you have figure out a way to make it work with what you have yeah. whatever you have now is what you need to succeed in this moment mm. um yeah, and that's sure. the god that's honest real. truth that's right real. you don't need anything else to do what you need to do now yeah. um and we can get caught up in i need i need i need to do this to do that but you really don't. If you yep. sit back and think about what you have, the resources you have around you, drop your pride, ask somebody for help, uh, you'd be surprised at you know where that would take you and what you can do. Drop your pride, Key. Yeah, that's like the biggest, <clears throat> the biggest lesson I think. Like we have to remind ourselves that we try to remind everybody on our team every day. You know, is like sometimes like doing is more important than not doing. You know what I mean? Like you just got to find a way to. Well, here, let me tell you, this is this is the, we talked about I actually talked about this with my brother not too long ago. And he was like, so he's trying to do some events back where he's from and stuff like that. And, you know, he looks at like the money that we're sometimes able to raise for some of our events and, and other ideas and stuff like that. And we're talking. I'm like, you know, what? sometimes like you actually don't want the money to come too early. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you got to like develop this thing to a point where yeah. it is what it should be and like that's when the money comes in yeah. to like back it or support it or fund it or whatever to help execute it and like just the other day we were talking about this thing that we're trying to put together and you know we're gonna have to put up you know like quite a bit of money in the front to get it done and and we're talking about can we bring in a sponsor for this or that and they're this or that and we're like you know we need to like fully invest our money in this thing first 
And then when it like shows up at the start line, what we need it to be, that's when yeah. we can like 10x instead of trying to get those like little dollars to help yeah, us yeah, figure yeah. it out in the beginning. You know, build it and they will come. Oh, yeah, thanks. I think I, th- I think this is this is a good point to uh, introduce this uh, next and final segment. As uh, real quick, real fun questions we like to you know do at the at the end of our shows. Uh, since we're all shooters, obviously, and you know I think the shoot game is you know decent up here right now. Cool, you know. Mm. Got some, got some Air Mats, got some Jays, got some Chucks up here. But um, this this next question is one of those uh, kill questions, those rapid fire kind of questions. But let's do it. If you're on an island, <laughs> I hate these questions. Yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> Why we doing it? Yep. If you're on an island, three things. Uh, obviously, you're a shooter, so you got to have uh, a camera. Choices: digital or film. What lens? And what shoes are you shooting in? For you know, and and the hypothetical is that you know you can have endless supplies of development equipment if you should want to shoot film or whatever. Okay, because I was about to say film, yeah. Is, yeah. film is not gonna work yeah. on the island. De- developing the salt Develop water. It, right, right. <laughs> and like, am I like, am I the only person on this island? Am I trapped? Can I? Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the uh, environment? Just, I'm just, I'm on vacation. What is the it? The questions after the question. Don't look too yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just imagine you're about, to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're about to you're about to just you're about to shoot some fire. Yeah. So on an island, yeah. you know, you you want to be left with this to ensure that you're about to. Create some heat. So, boom, backstory. When I, when I met Josh and, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Travis, I got to go to Africa. It was real sketchy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yes. Wait. Listen, listen, listen. The, listen your, your warning listen, was weird. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I got to go to Africa. Africa it was, was real sketchy. sketchy. Yeah. Fix that. No, no. Yeah. I'm going to explain why it was sketchy I'm because right I'm sitting next to my cousin. He's like, yo, story. I'm going to Africa in like next month for free. You want to go? I'm like, yes. <laughs> no real details. Just That's like, sketchy. yes. I'm like, okay, boom, let's go. It's 53 countries in Africa. Like, I don't know which one I'm going to. It's just Africa. Yeah. Unmarked jet. Okay. You know? Wow. But if, if that's the situation, yeah. what are you bringing? Ooh, and you can only bring one. Mm-hmm. One camera, one lens. And one pair of kicks. And, and one pair of kicks. Yeah. That, that's your shooting in. You're shooting in those shoes. I'm shooting in those shoes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, the camera I'm probably going to bring uh, just because it's my workhorse. My 5D Mark III, uh, and I'll probably, ooh, probably the 51.4, just because that's kind of where I started. Mm. Um, nifty 50. Nifty 50. Uh, and then shoes. I might go barefoot, baby. Be in Africa. There you go. There you go. You gonna cut your feet, man? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I probably. Yeah. Nah, 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 I wouldn't go barefoot. I wouldn't go barefoot. I probably. Uh, I might wear some boots. I probably wear some boots. Okay. Just keep it comfy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep it comfy. Uh, I know he going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I already know. So this, it was Hot a, as hell. He, yeah. He's going to still rock. <laughs> uh, so they all laughing because they know I only wear two types of shoes. I wear Converse in the summer and Doc Mars in the winter. That's like it. I only have like four pairs of shoes. That's that is it. it. Um, so it depends what month we're going to go. Like depends what month if I'm wearing Docs or Chucks, but that's, that's okay. the only option. Um, and then for camera, I'm probably only going to bring my iPhone. For real, for sure. No, that's, yeah, just, like that's that. your MO. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna blend in real quick, real easy. I don't like carrying too much stuff. Straight iPhone for sure, hundred percent. But if I'm gonna bring a lens, yeah, it's gonna be the macro moment lens. 
for sure. Just a little attachment onto yeah, it. That's yeah. it. That sound like a plug. Uh, I just carry it. <laughs> hey, hey, Shout hey, out hey. to Moment. That's Yo. That's what I was saying. That's guy. That's nice. I was assuming we had our camera, our camera phones with us. Me too. Uh, I mean, that's the cool thing about cameras. You know, anybody who wants to start shooting. I'll, you said keep keep your camera on you. Yeah. Um, you know, but folks don't realize a lot of times your your, your phone is your is your camera, and you can learn fun, fundamentals Listen, with that. There's people making millions off the off the shot, iPhone. Shot on iPhone. Shot on. They don't iPhone. say what they edited on though. Shot on iPhone. Well, yeah, they don't say it, it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. I'll pull up to a iPhone. wedding. Shoot your wedding. Boom, boom, boom. Just kill it. Yeah, I don't yeah, know probably. about that. But yeah, you cool. no, I bet that's a thing. That's a thing. I'm sure it's a thing. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it's a thing. Probably charge a big bag to just like drop everything. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just pull up with, with, with the iPhone. <laughs> 50, 50 racks. <laughs> Somebody yeah. told me I should sell services to be a, a storyer at a wedding. An official storyer. Oh, oh, to do stories. Just, yeah, you just should. an official really storyer. Yeah, you are. Yeah, that's yeah, you. Don't right. steal my idea out here. That's man. you. Coming man. soon. Yeah, yeah. That's you. Stories, yeah. hype stories, hype weddings. Coming well, soon, companies man. already do that. Damn. They hire people to do hey, stories. Man, it's all about, so. <laughs> people hire our company to do, to do stuff do like stories. that. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. All right, so, take it back. Might have some work coming to you. Right place, right right time, right attitude. There you go. Um, the last, the last piece is, you know, we, we normally have a, a picture of the week, um, something where we're trying to, um, put people on with, um, you know, with the masses, maybe somebody who doesn't get as much shine, um, as far as their work. Um, and I know you all do a good job as well as us, which I love, which is just putting art that you like out there to the masses. Like, yo, I'm rocking with this guy right now. Check him out. I put it on our stories. I know Taman does a great job of that. Whatever he's rocking with, he just puts it out there. Gary does as well. I think Brian does as well. If there's two, if there's an artist for each of you, somebody who you're like right now, you're like you're really rocking with them, a photographer. I love for you to just shout them out, um, give them a little love on uh, on the show. Um, so right now, uh, I would say Makaya Carter. Uh, he shot Josh in Mectus wedding. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but he's doing a lot. Uh, What's his gram? Uh, Micaiah Carter, I believe. Okay. Um, we'll find it. Yeah, yeah, you can find it. Uh, and then probably Dana Shrugs. Oh, yeah. Shout out, shout to, out, Dana. Shout out to Dana. She's real nice. Shot the uh, Essence cover with Diddy and his family. Yeah. Yep. Um, but she's done incredible work. Um, and she was killing it before that cover. Uh, so those two. Um, guy named Edsel. Uh, Edsel's nice. It's nice with the film Can and photography. E.D. S-E-L, I believe. Okay, good looks. Um, but he's in, like, the Sony Collective um, kind of group. Uh, my guy, Timmy Coker, is always killing it. Mm. We told uh, Gary one. He, he's yeah. showing love. No, I love it. Uh, this is yeah, what the show is all about. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Timmy, yeah, much love to Timmy, Timmy. Adobe resident. Yeah, yeah. 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 Doing his thing doing now. His thing. Now he got his own agency, his own company his with own his wife. Company, yeah, Coker yeah. Studios. Yep, shout out to uh, Timmy. Big up to Timmy. Um, and then I think. Uh, Josh is always doing great work with Tonal now, mm-hmm. um, but all his portraits are always just top notch for me. Uh, but those are probably my Makaya Carter is really like he's killing it. I'm gonna get him. Yeah, yeah good looks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I usually just like repost like without even like going too deep into who's behind and stuff like that. So I should probably pay more attention. Um, but. I love like supporting artistry of like um, that like depicts black men 
uh, you know, like if you yep. follow yeah. me, yep. like yeah, I'll repost something and put me on it, like in my stories, <laughs> uh, just because like I see myself in that moment, like whether it's like, you know, a guy like in like, you know, like naked in the woods, that's a random example, or like dunking or whether it's somebody like driving a car or diving into an ocean or like laying in sand or like, you know, whatever it is. I just I love that um, that artistry. Um, for me, people that I really appreciate right now, there's one guy, a fellow Canadian actually, uh, Joseph Adamu, oh, um, who I think it. is like, he's killing it. you know, I think he's maybe a little bit younger than I am, um, but like just a phenomenal creative. Uh, Storyteller. I think, is he Nigerian? He's Adamu. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's Ghanaian. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I just love how he represents culture in his stories. Yep. Um, it's like it's it's so prominent um, and his brand of artistry is so telling uh, he's out of Toronto and um, probably just like one of the we're actually trying to find a way to bring him here to DC because I just love the work that he does mm -hmm. even in like as a, as a creative director as a storyteller mm -hmm. as a as a film director you know what I mean like so his his creative abilities are so strong. Um, I, I really think he's unmatched. Um, well, this is the pitch. Here, he's, he's, he's coming. <laughs> he yeah. just worked with Josh, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. He worked with Josh. Yeah. Um, but I think I think he needs to be like more well known. I think I know he has an agency in Toronto called Sunday School. Um, yep. But literally, like, I just fascinated. I emailed him on Thursday, and he still didn't hit me back yet. So shit, you better you know how that go. Up. I know, right? Sorry. He'll yeah. hit me. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, His yeah, dog's yeah. attached. Word, yeah. Word. yeah, you guys name so many people. <clears throat> I feel like I got to drop one. <clears throat> um, uh, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Trap Karaoke. If you guys heard of Trap Karaoke? Yeah, my man, um, Jason. Yeah, so Jason Mawat. Shout out to Jason. Um, but a uh, uh, while ago, I met their photographer. He goes by Life Begins at Midnight. Um, he's been capturing, like, the nightlife mm -hmm. and whatnot. Real, real, real cool dude, but I love the way that he, like, incorporates, like, um, you know, out, uh, not, not outside lights, but just he'll bring like a matter of fact, the ice light that we, we were playing yeah. with in here, like for, for after Moon Melanin, yeah. Moon Melanin, he put me on to like, like the actual like ice light. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I know he brings it with him whenever he does like his uh, nightlife photography. Um, so, you know, being that I started in that in that realm, it's really cool to like see that now. And again, I'm supportive of Jason and, and Trap. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that's the first person that comes to my mind right now. Cool. Yeah. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna shout out one, of, you know, brother of mine. Uh, shout out to Sean Cooper. Mm -hmm. I think we all know Sean. Oh yeah, Sean yeah, yeah. Stage. Sean is, And mm -hmm. I always try to big up Sean because of the journey he's had and the relationship that we're developing, mm -hmm. um, and the work ethic that he has. Um, he's a, he's a testament, you know, he's a testament to really just putting in work, getting out there, not being, you know, and he, he's not like we have opposite personalities. Like, I'm out there, and I'm crazy, you know, this and that. But Sean's just like this, locked in. He don't want to be behind, in front of the camera. He just gets yes, work true. done, edits great, and, and hustles. So shout out to yeah. He shot my, my baby shower. Well, no, my baby's first birthday, really? which is, like, random. But he shot my 35th birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's but that, yeah. <laughs> it's a big ranch. But shout out to him. You know, that's not, like, yeah, work man, that you, real. you know, you call your man, yo, can you shoot my daughter's first birthday right, you right. know you don't really want to do, but he was like yeah yo i'll shoot it yo he's he's the man for that i appreciate yeah. that so yeah. yeah before before we wrap i meant to ask this earlier this is all of us like how hard is it if you want to to keep your kid off the ground like we got babies and it's like we're photographers not hard at all yeah. <laughs> no it's not, it's, 
They not even mine ain't at the age to. No, no, I mean, I mean, like, like posting your kid all the time. Oh, oh, like, not, oh I don't like, even care. I yeah. shot a lot. Yeah, people I don't, don't even care about me on my gram no more. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like I'll go weeks with like not posting her, and people yeah. will DM me like, "Yo, where's your daughter?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Come, do you know me? Come yeah. see her. Yeah. We yeah. at the yeah. house, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, post yeah. more of your daughter." I'm like, "Chill." Yeah, so it's about me right now. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't think about it necessarily. Uh, yeah, I know, you know, I just post like try to post moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have her Instagram name already. It's, yeah, it's there. It's, it's locked. Yeah. You know, for when she wants to to yeah. to dabble in that. But if IG's around, Who yeah, knows? if IG's around. Yeah, right, but right. you know, I don't think about like. I don't know. I just don't think about. You know, when I post her, I just post it yeah you know i know it's not an everyday thing i don't want to put her out there like that Mm -hmm. but when i when i feel like i've captured a moment or there's a moment that we share that i've captured i like to share those moments right right? um but other than that i don't necessarily really think about am i posting too much should i not post should i put like who cares yeah i think about it yeah i definitely think about it um but i mean i i what i think is that we probably don't I feel like we probably post about the same, maybe, of we our probably kids, do. maybe, yeah. around the and, um, Saying I don't think about it is crazy. I, right, I, I know think you, about yeah. it, but not <laughs> to that extent. Not that yeah. it's that you're like, yeah. Yeah. you snap It'll something, and you're like, oh, my gosh, do I put it on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. I send it to I'm, my I'm, close friends? I'm conscious so of it. the world yeah. see? Yeah. I'm very yeah. conscious <laughs> of it. Yeah, I think for me, um, I, I did a, like a, well, to begin with, I wasn't posting them all that much. And then I did a class, or I did a week-long, like, study on digital strategy and stuff like that and and there was a professor there and then so there was like a bunch of we talked for like 30 minutes about like ai digital footprint of like children which is like a real thing mm. so i like try and keep him off a little bit um but when i do post um of him it's usually like it, it's like 99 percent of the time always iphone is like relatively far away mm-hmm. um mm. so it's not like his actual like facial structure mm. um but like you know like i don't really care that much but like there's something on my shoulder, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, send that article if you don't. Yeah. Who's yeah. 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 What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got me like, what? Yeah. 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 I mean, it was like a real thing. Like, you know, they, our face exists in many databases already. Face so then, like, you got to think about, yeah, like, right. your digital, <laughs> right? Like, your digital oh. for the children and stuff. <laughs> but, anyhow, but it's not like that big enough of a thing because it is so ubiquitous. Like that, it like changes my behavior constantly. Right. But the the photos that, you know, even like if you go back to my feed, it's never like pure like portrait stuff of people, people unless it's like somebody doing something fashion related. So like it's just like iPhone him walking or or that photo of me throwing him up in the air, or whatever. Mm. You know, you get that it's like him and yeah. it makes sense in context, but it's not just like you know like a passport photo of your man. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? That's so. right. mm. I just, I just keep thinking every time I snap a picture of my kid, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a fire mixtape cover one day. <laughs> <laughs> mixtape cover, yo. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you got your daughter rapping, track, yeah. photography. Yeah, yeah. God. She's good. She's I got to go home and, go. and She already got the name. Figure Her something name out. Savannah Summers. Oh, that's. Savvy Summers. That's Savage dope. Summers. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's if she's playing ball and she might shake somebody oh, crazy. Oh, you got her playing Savage ball. Savage. Savage. Uh, ah. You know, she got the fish punch over the crib, you know. That's crazy. Savage. Hey, it is, it is. Well, look, guys, you know, um, obviously, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Um, Thank you for being here, man, guys. It means a lot. You're you're officially the starting us back off this season, the visual aspect. A lot of pressure. Talking, yeah, well, talking to individuals who are 
get at a place where other people might want to get to. And you've you've shared gems and you've showed you've shared your stories and we really appreciate that. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Once, appreciate that. Once again, you all can find them all at Gary Williams, excuse me, Master Williams on Instagram and Taman underscore and it's creative theory on Instagram, right? Or we don't have it. Don't that one. Yeah. No social. Can we? Can we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can. Cut can it. we ask? No, no. Let me cut that out. Let's ask about that. <laughs> why? Why? Why doesn't creative theory have any social? Uh, I think we will in the long term. Yeah. Um, it's been four years. Or yeah. Five years. <laughs> yeah. Almost five years, but in the long, long the term. Long term? In the no, long, I, long term. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think um, so. There's like the fun way to answer this is that like somebody has to manage that, and it just wouldn't be yeah. you know it's not like a revenue generator for us for the type of business that we're trying to find. Mm. Uh, so it was put on the back burner that way. Um, we don't get the business that we want through our Instagram. That's not what we try and do. Um, so there's that. Um, but we do have like auxiliary brands now that like need a homepage and things like that. Uh, typically, like as businesses grow, you know, you can't base the value of your business off as co-founders, right? So like mm. as the as your portfolio grows as a business and like what you have done, so that's like your proof of you know, your proof of concept, your proof of value. Uh, so then you can attach it to the brand. If we did it too soon, you know, people would still be looking to the founders as mm -hmm. like the value adds and then we'd be redirecting them. So it didn't, re didn't really make sense that way. Um, but also like the real answer is everybody who's on our team has their own Instagram that's popping, legit. So when people like, when we're talking to, to clients and things like that, um, people go to our site and every like, everybody on our team their instagram is underneath their photo like on the about page right so why we do that is so that we say like if you're trying to you know hire a team of people who understand social there's no like home base for that that's just like who we are as an entity so that every Perfect. single person on our team also understands like how to operate on socials Perfect. so we thought that was like a stronger way to present you know our yeah. thought leadership or whatever or experience than just having like one which would have redirected to people that to a, to a page where like who's managing that? It just takes a lot. So. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And to sense. clarify, popping meaning not meaning like we only hire influencers. We just right. mean that if you go to that page, you can tell that they who understand, they you yeah. know, yeah. content and who they are. Yeah. yeah. Gary Williams and Tamon George, thank you again. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. Much love. Man. Appreciate yeah. you guys. Appreciate it. Always. Shooter Shooters is a member of the BR Playground.